the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 302 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. We're calling this one Return of the King for very obvious reasons, as the king himself, our very own Carlos Vela, gave a vintage half. We'll say it that way. Uh, and pulled a rabbit out of the hat, and we got out of town with a win. It was a very beautiful finish to a very difficult game with a very short lineup. Uh, but all is good with three points. Of course, making the milestone of 300 points. Hey, I like 300. It's a great number. What can you say? So, uh, yeah, there it is. Fastest to it. Pretty good news there. And, of course, the team we're playing this week will be the team that had the record before us. So, there it is. Yes, a good run. Uh, of course, to get into this, to get the coverage proper, to get you ready for another quick week, we brought back the crew. We've got Araceli, we've got Bam, and we've got Tony. Tony, how are you doing tonight, sir? What's going on, you guys? I am doing great. Um, well rested. I'm glad for three points. Thank God. Even though it was a chaos of a game, Araceli could probably tell you more on that from what I saw just from the visuals. She was actually there. Um, but other than that, I'm ready for Seattle and seeing the new chaos that's going to be coming up because of that. Oh, yes. But we're all in chaos. So it's a mutual chaos because, you know, in MLS, uh, if you're good, that means you have chaos at this point of the year. Good teams deal with it, right? It happens. Bam, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing quite well. Um, some interesting ha stuff happened overnight in the world of football, which I'll get into a bit later. But all I can say is well done to the teams of what they did. There it is, and we'll definitely get into that. And it's going to affect a few things on tonight's uh, episode that you might enjoy. So, yeah, good on you, Bam. Good thinking, sir. And Araceli, I left you for last on this one for very obvious reasons. You were actually at the game. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm still kind of in recovery mode, to be honest, because it's been a very long weekend. And I definitely can't wait to discuss more of what happened on Saturday. I mean, it, it's true. It, it's always a party anytime LAFC comes to town. And it really was a fun experience. It it looked it. It looked it. I heard you might have got some swag. Did any swag to show off today? I'm just going to throw <laughs> it right at you there. I had a feeling you guys would ask about it. Actually, it, and technically speaking, it's for my dad. I got a jersey from our very own Elie who gifted it for my dad since this Friday is his birthday and he was very nice you know to give it to him after the game and it's definitely gonna be one of those treasured memories it it should be um if any of you have ever met Ilya, Ilya is the definition of class uh one of the nicest people you will ever meet in the game uh, we'll always down to strike up a conversation. He'll talk anything with you about football. Uh, always there to volunteer for events. Um, Araceli, you experienced it in Kansas City when he was there. And we're we're blessed to have him here in, in LAFC uh, again. You know, we I, just lucky to have him on board. And as you see here, uh, a fine birthday gift 
Well done. Uh, shout out to Ilya on that. That's for sure. Uh, I also want to throw it to you. What was the experience like in stadium? We'll get into the highlights, but just the, the change in mood and atmosphere and all the shifts in this game. Uh, you were right in the middle of it. It was pretty much thundering, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. The atmosphere at Children's Mercy Park was absolutely electric because just how we kind of covered it, you know, going into the match, boarding was already on a four-game winning streak. So it was back to kind of the quote-unquote old ways of being a sold-out stadium, a very hyped-up crowd. And, of course, as we saw as the game progressed with the questionable officiating, it's really honestly the best way to word that. Um, There was a lot of of reactions, you know, it truly was an emotional roller coaster, and especially with that last play right there in stoppage time, because I was in the tunnels uh, for that, and it's been a minute since I've heard that stadium erupt the way it did. Obviously, you know, we'll get a little bit more into that later on, but mm-hmm. I mean, just the overall vibe um, from the LEFC side was great. Excellent. Excellent. And you did run into some LAFC supporters as well out there, right? I did. I actually ran into uh, a lot of them, actually. There was quite a few who were there vacationing. Of course, there were some who do live in Kansas who just moved here recently. So getting to kind of introduce them to Kansas City and giving them kind of the highlights, um, you know, advising them on certain locations was just an absolute, it was a blast, really. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I've been out there and, you know, I will, I will always advocate for heading out to watch games uh, against SKC. Um, it's not close to the big town, but still there's a lot of cool stuff to do in the area. Kid you not. Um, and you know, the facility is top notch. They didn't spare much expense when it came to building that stadium for MLS standard. And it still holds up after these few years it's been around Yes, it's outside of town, but honestly, the drive is is probably 25 minutes. Let's be honest. It's not that far out of town. Uh, and so it's good to hear that a lot of them showed up. You know, I know it wasn't as big as it normally is, but with this congested schedule, it kind of created that situation. But it's still nice to hear that there was a, a good, sizable group. Could you hear them during the game? It was a little bit hard to hear them because they weren't all sitting in like the supporter section as the 3252 Uh traditionally does. They were kind of like spread around the stadium Um, where it became more apparent was after the match where they all came down towards the tunnels, you know, to try to see the players. Then you saw the amount of supporters that were there. And it's just kind of, whoa, (laughs) because I've always known there's been a lot of LESC supporters there. Um, even on random match days, I'll always see an LAFC hat there at the stadium. As I mentioned before, we've had a lot of Californians move here recently in the last couple of years. So they've brought the traditions with them. And just to kind of see that bleed over here, it's, you know, I hate to keep repeating that it's been great or amazing, but it really is. And to have that connection still. Excellent. Excellent. No, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear the support continues. Even when we can't bring the 3252 out in mass, that there's still support for the boys. Tough game to get it too, because the situation they're in, but uh, nice to hear the way, the way it went. That's for sure. I know it was a bit conflicting for you, but, but let's be real, right? I mean, we know, we know where we're at. We know where we stand on this thing. Um, and we're just happy that you were there giving us the coverage as well. Cause we did get some, some angles as well from some support on our, on our, uh, 
social media too. And, and we're beyond grateful for that. It was, it was fun to see. So thank you, Araceli. Now, perfect way to transition into the actual match itself. So we're going to jump right into the recap. No sense in, you know, jumping around at all. Let's go for it. It's a good one to talk about. Anyways, uh, of course, the question was who was going to play in this match. We had no idea. We could assume things, but we know injuries are all over the place. That this is as thin as the club, I think, has ever been in our history. This has to be like the moment, right, where you can't even fill down a bench. It's it's that bad. So basically the lineup was kind of what we were asking for, right? We wanted chaos. We wanted things blown up, right? I think we were all kind of begging for it. Like, just let them rip, man. Like, let the kids make a run. Guess what Dolo did? He he let the kids make a run. So the, the top line was uh, Buke, Ordas, and Bogush, right? Yeah, he went for it. Our midfield, of course, was Ilya Sanchez, Duenas, and Chris Estomo. So he got a start. Good on him. The back line, of course, was also hodgepodge. We had Maldonado and Long with the open wound, apparently, uh, still uh, as your center backs. We had Gaines as the right back and Palacios as the left back. McCarthy, of course, went back in the net, so they went with the, with the hot hand. Just looking at that right there, you're like, oh, boy. You know, we're in for right, especially on a team that's streaking right now. That is not a pushover, and guys are getting healthy. It is not a team that you take lightly. They, we do know that they're, they're, their start was rough, but they found themselves. Now, looking at their roster, they didn't hold back. They, they, brought, they brought it for this one. They had uh, Tommy and Salui on the wings, Pulido as your center, uh, Radoja, Walter, and Kinda. Kinda Kinda. We joked about him last time uh, as your as your midfield three, and then Valencia and Castellanos, who was very active in this game, were your center backs, Davis and Liebold outside backs with McIntosh in goal. Now Araceli with McIntosh in goal is he now the guy? Has he taken that role? It kind of feels like that because as we all know, Timilia he's out on injury for the next three to four months. Um, John Pools Camp has kind of held down that position and goal for the longest time. And I don't know if it's just been kind of a strain with him lately that now we're seeing McIntosh and goal more frequently. Honestly, in my opinion, I would prefer to see Pulse camp, but that that's my own personal opinion. So I think it's safe to say that McIntosh is kind of our anchor for at least a while. Now he's been the starter for the streak, right? For the winning streak going into this. Was he the guy? Uh, he was. Yeah, hot hand. You know, I think that's where where it's at right now. Um, so this was the team. This is what they were going to go with. Um, we know the struggles we've been in. I'm going to throw this over to you, Tony, with the highlights. First half only, of course, because there were a few to talk about. That's for sure. Things didn't go so well in the beginning. I mean, we played well. Things looked okay. They did hold possession, but we were holding our own until one random moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much for the there's a penalty kick because of the a penalty call that took uh, forever because it could have gone either way because I've seen hard fouls like that in uh, Syria that one kid that keeps playing in my head um, I forgot mm-hmm. what player it was but could have gone either way there was contact on the ball there was contact on the player at the end of the day it was a penalty kick and uh, Polio. Uh, conference penalty kick with right footed shot at the top left center, and we're down. We're down one nil in 
in the beginning of the in 17 minutes in so we are like oh no here we go let's see what's going to happen um and pretty much we just try to battle it out the whole time especially for the first half yeah survive right and and maybe steal something back um you know my take on the penalty is is to me it was clear cut i didn't i didn't see enough of a change with the ball he really went in he went in clumsy on the play he was fully stretched he was no longer in control of his own body at that point um if you make contact it's on you i mean it's that simple whether you thought the player was diving into it or not you left yourself open for a foolish play um and you know Bonanato's done this before and had some brilliant plays where he stretches like this. This one just didn't, it didn't work out that way. Uh, Bam, I'll throw that to you, man. Your thoughts on the penalty call? Plain and simple penalty, straight up penalty. There was no connection on the ball. I don't know why it took VR so long. From two angles, you can see that the ball did not move directions. There was no touch on it. Plain and simple penalty. If you're going to VAR, especially stuff like that, it shouldn't take more than a minute. Plain and simple. Yeah. Should, should we no, no. straight bang middle minute? Yep, done. Okay, go on. Yeah, you gotta wonder if it's the referee situation. Is there an issue with VAR at that stadium? Are they always slow when it comes to that one? Because that can be a situation too. Um, not talking smack about it, but but really, you know, technical things work certain ways. Uh, exactly. but yeah, and, it's and, really and really this is sad. why I want them to start releasing the audio around the VAR as well. Let us know what's happening. We're looking at this, we're looking at that. Why are we looking at this? Why are we looking at that kind of stuff? It's plain and simple. If you go and have a look at the Ashes, the cricket, for example, mm-hmm. there are, if you're given out, you know, think it's out, you can do a challenge. Each team get three challenges. When they go to the um, VAR for that, yes, it takes a little bit longer, but they talk through not only on the TV, but in the stadium, they go, okay, I want to um, rock and roll this bit, make sure there's not an edge. Let's go to the hotspot. Let's go to this. Let's go to that. So they go in for a deep check, which they can do. With the VAR, right. they start releasing all that saying, I want to check this angle for this. I want to check that angle for this. And, you know, I think it would it would affect the players in a positive light as well because you see them all freaking out on the field. You don't know what they're talking about, right? You have no idea. You don't want to hear that audio, right? Because trust me, you don't want to hear that audio. But you at least want to know when it goes to review that if it's up for everyone to hear, including them, including the players, it kind of shuts that down, right? And you're looking for something. No, we're looking for something specific, you know? Like that would definitely help. It just seems like there's this, this fear of, the incompetence showing uh, more than it has, and they just stay away from it, which is kind of pathetic because I think that's the direction it's going anyways with this. It's the only thing that works. It, it, it does mm-hmm. work this way. Uh, but here we are. You know, we, we dealt with a situation that became dramatic when it when it really shouldn't have been dramatic. 100%, right? but pro is going to pro. Now, looking at the rest of the first half, Bam, your impressions? Iris first half, um, you know, Couple of mistakes here and there, but overall, with what we put out there, I thought we did all right. Yeah, not the most exciting thing. Definitely hanging on for dear life at times, but do, doing enough, doing enough, and and feeling a bit a bit unfortunate. That's for sure. Now, second half came around, changes came in, heavy, um, good changes. That's for sure. Uh, the acceptable ones, right? I mean, we saw Mario get into the game. We saw Vela get into the game. Uh, we saw the debut of Yex and Suba. 
I like that player. He's 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 pretty awesome. Um, it, it you know the the proper changes. I think Hollingshead came in eventually at some point here too. Uh, yeah, I mean basically some experience with another another player with 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 pace and hunger. Let's be honest, young kids. Um, and really the Vela move, I think, was the one that kind of sparked things, right? I mean, it, it did seem like they had a different approach from the from the early early stages um which led to of course the first goal of the game and tony i'll throw that right to you break down the the, the first goal for lafc in the 48th minute um malonado scores the header from the center of the box to the top right assisted by bogus with a cross following a corner kick so it was a breakdown of play bogus got the ball back cross it back in and then finds Modal's little head Maldonado's head and scores to make it 1-1 and it gets even crazier because we actually had a goal called back because of offsides um, with uh, Aaron Long with a nice header and it was a again goes back to just keep the flag down if you don't if you're unsure because it was that was a very like if you go to VAR, that's like you show the line, like how far he was online. But to see that by eye level, I think you should have just kept the the flag down and gone to VAR to see if it was offsides or not. But they never looked at it. They never called it back or anything. So we were still down 1-1. But in the 90th minute, um, Long got his, his revenge back with a karate kick pass right back to Vela in the half line. Onside because one of the... Def- KFC uh SKC defenders KFC he's gonna yeah. take KFC that was awesome yeah <laughs> SKC defenders sorry sorry for my uh, word vomit on that one but so hilarious at the same time um uh defenders decided to walk back and be lazy on defense kept Villa on side and scored the game-winning goal in the 90th minute so and that pretty much wraps up the game of us when going away from Kansas City with three points. And I believe back into second for Western Conference and mm-hmm. with good high spirits. And it looks like the boys are going to be okay for right now. I mean, yes, if things work out, we could be the top top team in the West after <laughs> one more win. Um, yeah, it, it's wild. It's a wild finish. Crazy. Um, the story, of course, of the game was, of course, the, the, the disallowed goal for us, which reopened Long's wound, um, which means I don't think it was ever actually healed again, taking some risks there, but, but dedication, man, all credit to him for that. And of course the, the madness that, that happened before we stole this game where, where Casey thought they were going to take this game, uh, where they get a goal called back, uh, that was all over the place. And, you know, way before the expected replays where they reviewed this thing, right? An initial foul before all of, all of it went down again. It was pretty chaotic, uh, pretty chaotic. I know, Araceli, you were at the game. You were getting the impressions like you, like I asked you earlier. Um, from your standpoint at the game as you were watching this thing, thought, thoughts on, I'd say, the last, let's be honest, 10 minutes of this match. The last 10 minutes were absolutely the most chaotic, especially, you know, you just said it right there. The Roger Espinosa scored that goal off of a pass from Kyrie Shelton and tied it up 2-2. Two to two. And 
everyone was thinking, okay, you know, we're going to escape with a point at least. But then, of course, VR enters the room and disallows the goal. So I, I, I will be very honest. For me, I was actually celebrating in the tunnels when the goal got called back. That, uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> because I was preparing for interviews. And if anyone knows while you're doing interviews, you want your players to be in a very good mood. I'll just leave it at that. But besides the fact, um, when the, the call itself was initially made, as I mentioned earlier, the stadium erupted. It clearly, you know, everyone was unhappy with that call, to say the least. But it it was pure chaos. It, it, it looked it. it I mean, it, it, wild situation. Uh, that's for sure. But but let's be honest, Bam, they got it right at the end of the day, right? They did. They did. Um, look, would, would I have been upset if they let the goals in a little bit? But at the same time, though, they got it right, especially at the death like that. That's where you, you need to get the right to begin with. Um, for me, if we, if we left there with a point, I would have been happy, especially with how we played and with who we put out there, but taking three points from SKC is always a good, especially when Johnny Russell comes out into the pitch. Yes. And of course, when he comes in, it's all, it's all madness, right? Every time we play against him, he comes up inspired. Let's just say it that way. Um, and, and whoever has to deal with him has to deal with pretty much a force. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Johnny, Johnny <laughs> Russell against us. He, he loves playing against us. He gets under our player skins. He's antagonistic. He tries to get us so we do fouls, all that kind of stuff. He's the type of player you hate to play against, but you want him on your side. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. He's a guy that you'd want wearing an armband. That's just the way he is. Yeah, for sure. And you could tell, you could tell, same with Roger Espinosa. Let's, let's be real here. Um, talk about a guy that, that if you've watched him enough, you know that he will always be an impact player. It, even at his age, where he's at in his career, he's still scary and a sneaky kind of scary because he fades in, fades out, and then all of a sudden he's on. You know, uh, you got to be very careful because his movement off the ball is another one, to, fun one to watch. You want to analyze somebody. Yeah, watch his movements. It's very intelligent play, you know, and it's they're getting older, which is trouble for KC, which has been a problem for them age. Right. Um, but the talent is still there. You, you can't doubt it. It's just for a sustained season, hard playoffs. Is that going to get you where you need to go? I This is kind of their last leg. I, I don't doubt that for a sec. Um, but in the game for this season, you know, I think they're going to be enough, just not on this day. We did get fortunate, that's for sure. Tony, your impressions of the match overall, sir? Um, overall, it was a great overall game. It was frustrating at times, not going to lie. As I was watching it at my uh, at my uh, cousin's daughter's quinceanera, and most of the people were looking at me every time I got out of my chair out of frustration or happiness. <laughs> um, not going to lie, once they put, on, put in Russell, I was like, crap, this is where we get a goal they get a goal back because Russell is known to hurt us especially in those moments in time 
Um, I know most of us would like Vela to play a role like that, but unfortunately, I don't think that would ever come would ever come to the day unless he signs another contract, and that's what he signs for. Um, but I'm just happy for the three points. Happy that we get to move on, and again, the schedule is just going to get harder and harder and harder until League Cup, and then it gets a lot harder after that as well. Excellent, sir. Good, good assessment. Um, I'm going to go over to you, Araceli, here. You saw the impressions of the guys coming off of the field. You saw how this all broke down. How important do you think this match was to our team and getting getting back on track? Oh, I think this match was exceptionally important to the team because we all know, you know, we've we've said for weeks now that just looking at them, it's clear and obvious that they're tired and the you hate to say that they're losing motivation, but that's what it kind of felt like for the last couple of matches. And to see them get that win finally, just the um, impression that I got of them, you know, coming off of the field, they were all celebrating, they were excited. So hopefully, you know, going into Seattle, they take that celebration with them. What I was very happy to see was, um, you know, more of our LUC2 guys are starting to get looked at. Christopher Jaime was also called in, was also called up, although he didn't see any playing time, you know, like Suba did. J- just to see them get that recognition is great alone, and that was something that I did ask uh, Dolo during the post-match press conference. Was you know not only their call-ups part of you know our very heavy schedule, which he agreed to why they were called up. But he explained of how he has been watching them with LEFC too, and has been impressed with their performance. So if he's impressed, then I guess it's fair to say that I'm impressed as well. Because as we all know, I've been watching these games, um, not intensely, but <laughs> I, I, I've been keeping up with it. So I'm overall, I'm just glad to see them get that shot. Yeah, you know, and and in a way, it's a bit of a wake up call as well for our, our veteran players to see these young kids come in and do the job and do the job better than some that we rely on at this point that look tired to have them come in and do what they did is is very, very impressive. Um, and this is where I'm going to throw it to you, Bam, before we get into three stars um, for the young guys, your impressions on the young players in this match. For me, what they are doing is they're doing great um a lot of them especially like orders have great situational awareness they've got the older football brain they're not their usual i'm 16 17 18 19 i know x amount but the way that they're coming up the way that they're being taught and all that kind of stuff they're what they're learning from the, the velas the Kilinis, you can't just get that you've got to you're going to learn that from those certain players so although they're under 21 their footballing minds are the 25 26 year olds already so the future is going to be really good with these kids yeah they don't look like green college players getting drafted into the league there's that vibe just doesn't exist anymore um that's why we've gone the direction we've gone we can see where their heads are at uh that reminds me of a moment i saw where duenas was going at it with uh with um skc's big shot right the guy we all love so much um in the midfield he had a he had a tangle and he got up and it was this kind of a respect thing you know and and it was just 
in, again, name slips me, but uh, it was just cool to see because you could tell not only are they learning from our guys, but in these game situations, pressure situations, they're rising to the occasion. They don't look intimidated at all. Um, and they're getting the job done, you know, and, and, and filling the role that was required of them. Were we going to turn this game around sticking with the young kids? No, we didn't expect them to. They, they came in for a role, right? They needed to, they needed to cover time to get the other guys in there and have them fresh when they needed to be fresh. And they did good. You know, the only guy to slip up in the first half was a veteran, not a, not a rook. So uh, give it to them. You know, they, they earned it on the day and I'd expect more shuffle now, more, more trust in cycling the lineup as a result. So I'm going to throw it right back to you, Bam. Uh, let's go right into three stars of the match. I know you were looking at, at the votes and of course we got to add ours in so uh let's go for it man three stars uh so from all the fans that put in um mccarthy and duanius were equal for one star because they both end up with three votes from the fans the second best on six votes from the fans was vela and the top for all the fans on 10 votes was long so long gets the three points so it's three points for long Two points for Vela, one point for Duenas and McCarthy. And there has to be a special met shout out to the bandage on Long's head. That's also got a couple of votes as well. So, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's LAFC's Shroud of Turin. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. For me personally, <clears throat> I gave one vote to Maldonado because I thought, although he made a mistake, he did come back, score a goal, and overall did quite well. Two votes. Has to go to Duenas. Him in the game was just great. And three votes for me went to Aaron Long because what what more can you say? There you go. Uh, Araceli, yours? Uh, my votes go to Modolano, uh, Long. And I'm actually going to give my third vote to Suba, even though he only played about 10, 15 minutes. The fact that he made his first team debut and he hustled. He made an immediate impact off the bench. Uh, definitely impressed me. So I give my votes to him. Nice. Nice. Tony. Um, three points for Long for the assist, the almost goal, and just overall playing with a open skull wound at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two points to uh, Duenas. Again, he is showing why he's, as I said in the last episode, he's no longer a kid. And we shouldn't consider them kids anymore because at this point in time, they're playing with the big boys and they're showing why they can play with the big boys. And the last one um, I give to Vela for getting back for his momentum, getting back into the rhythm of things. And hopefully this can kind of get him back into the way we need him for the final stretch of just these last couple, these next couple of weeks. I'm not saying the whole season, just these couple of weeks that's going on. There we go. There we go. Um, I'm definitely on the long uh, train here for my first star. Uh, definitely max points for him. Again, warrior mode in this match. Playing injured, still doing the job. Open wound, still keeping your head. Let's be honest, that's really hard to focus under that kind of pain. If you've ever had it, you know. Um, trust me, you're feeling it constantly. It's, it's not fun. And when the heart beats, yeah, you feel it. Uh, so good on him for keeping his head, making it happen. Um, ending this thing strong. Um, second star, I'm going to give to Vela on this one. He needed that 45 minutes to come in fresh in the second half. Did show a huge difference, and he lifted the entire team. 
this time. Just the way he was playing this game. Um, bit of a vintage vibe, but also the new version that we're looking for. He did show promise of that. So uh, second star. And it, it, it's really hard. I mean, Duenas definitely is going to get my vote. But I, you know, I, it's tough because there's so many other guys that could have that third spot. It really is. Mario coming in the second half definitely settled things for us. Uh, Bogush getting a critical assist in this game. You have to give him credit for that. He did find his man on the play. Yes, I'm going to go with Duenas, but those two also, you definitely have to give, uh, you got to give a shout out because they did it. In, they did the roles. And of course, Suba was fun to watch too. So. Yeah, again, the team efforts what got us here. That's why we're here. That's why we get to walk away in a very happy mood and and have hope for Seattle. But uh, yeah, those are my my three stars. Um, yeah, so that is where we are on three stars. Of course, after three stars, what do we do? We throw it to you guys. We want to hear your conversation. We want to hear what you guys have to say. And I see a lot of comments popping up. I love the comments. So before we go to this. them, yes, sir. Just a, an update on the current standings on where everyone's is in the, for the trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go with the top, top five Ooh. in fifth place on 14th point is Tillman. One point above him is Murillo equal on 18 points. Can you guess who, who might be equal on 18 points? Equal on 18 points right now. Um, Ilya and Vela. McCarthy and Duenas. Oh, McCarthy getting in there. Check that out. Okay. And Duenas, right. they're, equal, they're equal second, both on 18 points. Cool. And, and top vote getter. We top vote? Bwanga. Yeah. 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 Easy Bwanga. He's still eight points clear of everyone. <laughs> As but, he should be, I know, I know, right? <laughs> Vela is isn't in double figures yet. He's only on nine points. Wow. I mean, but we've we've seen this this year, no, no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, usually most seasons he's way ahead of everybody, and then like Chicho pulls it off at the end. But uh, yeah, he's not even close. Well, didn't that how it was last year? I mean, Chicho got it, and it came down to to a, a whisker. I mean, yeah. really. Uh, so this year, a very different story, obviously, but it's nice to see Bongo where he's at. He's earned it. He should be there. But uh, look at who, who's second, the goalkeeper and the young kid. <laughs> it just yeah, shows you yeah. how much better we are this year. And I'm, everyone's keep putting your votes in when I put up the post. You know, I go through them all and we get the whole list going. And at the moment, it's an interesting race. Well, I mean, even in this game, you know, he didn't get a shutout, but the only thing he gave up was a freaking penalty kick. Uh, again, McCarthy doing McCarthy things. He's still he's still killing it out there. So he should be there. Definitely earned for sure. Thank you, Bam, for that. The race continues and hopefully we get Boanga this week and maybe extends his lead. We shall see. All right. Let's get to those re- reactions, guys. Now we're up to 27 comments. Dig that. All right. Roberto Espinoza is up late for the sake of the cause. He's been working early. I know that. Uh, good to see you on here. Welcome back, sir. Ox surviving that not-so-fun drive back to Wichita. There it is. Mark in the mix giving us the LFGs. There we go. Tony 
uh viegas in the mix good seeing you on here mendo on as well giving the what's up to everybody uh <laughs> lunch special geo coming in with the bench vela still <laughs> i get you man i mean maybe you like him as a super sub you know um he's still tired i dude i'm gonna deny that 90 minute vela that's a hard ass these days that's for sure um bam you wanted to add in on this didn't you to be fair with what happened last game, why why not? Just keep him on there for the first half and then bring him out when we, when we need him. And because when we do need him, he does step up. You mean like Vela's the new Dio for this year? Why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, right? Not going to do would, crazy Dio things, except last game he did. Uh, would yeah. you rather a Vela... 100% for 45 minutes or Vela 100% for 45 minutes and 50% for the other 45? Well, look at Seattle and what they're built on. I'll take them for the strong second half 45. They're not going to be tired. And you can't outpace the defenders they have when they're full on. So, yeah, right. Makes sense. So, Gio, you're onto something, man. That's for sure. I don't think you're going to see a full 90 with him not on the field. But, uh, yeah, a different look at things right now. That's for sure. I see Dave checking in. Good seeing you on here, Dave Gomez. Uh, Mark Lopez says, at halftime, I thought scoring a goal, regardless of the outcome, would be a moral victory. Didn't expect to turn around in the second half and win. Yeah, it was pretty wild, right? Um, oh, lunch special, Gio. Okay, I'll, I'll address this, dude. Um, it is concerning that no rumors for number nine this summer transfer window have come out for us or any rumors at all for that matter. Okay, so I'm going to say this, like I said, for the past six, I guess it's now six seasons, right? When it's quiet, something's happening, right? We're not seeing goofball rumors. But when it's quiet, again, the window's not open yet. The window's not open yet. Every time it's quiet, something crazy goes down. Okay. Did we see it all coming down for, for who we got last year? Did y'all know Buanga's name at this point? I, I didn't know. I mean, we go back to, to the original days and the stars made at this club. They're quiet, man. The the bail thing. I mean, were you all ready for that one? Do we all know it was coming? Chiellini, do we know it was coming? No, the good the good ones seem to to be the ones that surprise us. So I would say uh, like like a kid on Christmas morning, uh, you're not sure what's going to be under that tree. But if they're quiet, we tend to get something nice under the tree. So, yeah, Christmas in July, people. It's OK. It's OK. Um, I'll just I'll leave it at that because um, it might be quiet for you. I'm not I'm not getting the quiet vibes on my end. So, yeah. Uh, Daniel on hell says, heard a familiar voice at the post game press conference. Did we, Araceli? Press conference, that was me. Hey, there you go. Good stuff, Daniel calling it out again. Araceli putting in the work, no doubt about it. Uh, Daniel on hell says, lunch special geo, our team is very media savvy, too early for leak for leaks. Um, sustained dominating the news cycle. Give it a week or two. Here's the other thing, guys. 
I don't think anybody's even looking at the transfers. They're looking at one team in the league, and that's the only thing they're looking at right now. If you watch Apple, they're looking at one team that apparently now gets a third kit. Go figure. Would have been nice. It's not like we haven't been selling jerseys for the past five years, six years. But, yeah, they're getting the third kit. But, yeah, all eyes are on Miami right now, which, to be honest, is good news for us. That way the, the light's away and we can go get the work done. Um, and so they can go they can go sign retirees to, to hang out with their old buddy. Um, but, you know, we're up to something. Uh, Jonathan on here says, hola, hola, fam. Uh, sorry, I missed the chat for 300. Congratulations. Epic number, epic show. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan Reimer has, has always, always had our back on this thing and you know how busy he is. So, um, thank you, Jonathan. No doubt. Lunch special geo says, Daniel on hell. I'm so anxious to hear something. We all are. Honestly, we've been asking, let's, let's be real. We've been asking for, a a true number nine and a playmaker since the dawn of time. Um, ever since this club has been formed, those seem to be the request. And sometimes we have a nine, sometimes we don't, but we never have had a, an attacking like central mid. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Jonathan says, of course, a, a few more weeks until the window. It's bootstrap time till then. The cavalry will arrive in JT. We trust. I'm like I said. Like I said, there's more to it. I know the way this team operates. I love quiet LAFC. It, it, trust me on this. It's, it's, it works out. Uh, Mark Lopez, I love Duaneus. Kid has an engine. Wasn't his cleanest game, but he plays with real heart. 100%. 100%. Very intelligent player. Love to see, love to see it. Um, Jonathan also says the kid's balled out versus SKC. The future is bright. Uh, experience they're getting is in, invaluable. Agreed. Agreed. Enough to trust them in League's Cup. Hint, hint. Um, yeah. Uh, Roberto Espinoza, kids play their heart out, and McCarthy was insane, almost stopped that penalty. Have you noticed every penalty he's allowed, he's guessed the right way? It's rare for him to guess the wrong way. It's just unfortunate he doesn't get a piece of it. It's tough. Uh, let's see. Tony Viegas, our defense still needs help. Our defense is broken right now. Uh, there, there is no question. I mean, you're throwing up the long and Maldonado partnership. You have one guy that's hurt and one guy that, that we're not sure who's going to show up from minute to minute. Um, it, it's, it's really tough and, and struggling. Right. Um, and then the outside back position, I mean, Holling said, we saw what he did the last couple of games. It's, they're not, they're not where they need to be. And a lot of it's just simply health. Um, and we just need to get them right. Uh, Dave Gomez says, Duenas is great at drawing fouls. Suba impressed me. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I feel good about those guys. <laughs> Daniel Angel says, Jonathan, uh, Reimer, uh, I, I thought you were referring to being episode 302 when our team has 302 points. Fastest MLS team to 300 points. Harder to see fastest pod fam to 300 episodes. That is true. Cause, cause I'm old, um, straight up. Uh, been here since the, for me on the draft, but before then, um, yeah, before we had a team, we've been doing this thing. So, uh, again, shout out to Jerry on that for getting this thing off the ground and, and all the rest, as you see here, keeping it stronger than it's ever been. Uh, we're in our best place ever at heart of LAFC and it's because of all the work that everybody put in it and stuck with it. Um, we're beyond happy. Now look at it this way, guys. Maybe I, you could accuse me of acute of doing something crazy for Thursday's episode because if they do get the win 
against Seattle. We'll be at 303 when the club be at 303. I'm just saying. I mean, it's just they're going to follow us down the line. But at that point, pass us, guys, after that. It's cool. It's cool. Please do. Um, I just made Tony Viegas hungry. He says KFC sounds good right now. Just had to throw that out there. Um, actually, I think Tony made him hungry, but yes. There it is. Ding. Uh, Roberto Spinoza, Aaron Long going for headers with stitches. Rush should have kept the flag down. It, it reminds me of when the, we got screwed against the Galaxy in Carson, and there was one where the flag goes flying up, and you're like, well, what was the point of that? Isn't that why you have VAR? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. trigger happy, that's for sure. And there's no way he had an angle to really get the look anyways if you watch the replays. Nuts. Just nuts. Uh, David Day says we're tied for her for first having played one less game the, we could pass them. You know, this is the chance to do it. Uh, that's for sure. And they're coming to town pretty soon. So we could have this, this collision course. Um, let's, let's make it happen. That's for sure. And yes, definitely. He said in the West, cause the East is way ahead right now. Um, yeah, uh, East is looking stronger than the West this year, points-wise, but I think it's because things are tighter on this side of it. But, yeah, that's that. Uh, let's see. We've got LAFC Wolf on. Um, I'm going to keep moving forward here. <laughs> LAFC Wolf. All right, you wanted to go there. That's right. Let's go there. Um, all that Liga MX East better than MLS. Uh, where's all the press talk? That's right, keeping PG-13. A league versus league, they are still better than us. Straight up. Straight up, they are still better than us. Um, certain clubs match up better, but as a league, as as strength of squad, I mean, League's Cup's going to kind of show that. It will. Um, we're not there yet, but we're close. It's definitely leveling. Uh, but, again, I look at the depth. We're a special side when we're healthy. Um, but you're not going to see a big team over there go this deep into their their second side at this point of the year, right? They're not going to need to. They're going to have the depth on the first team and not have to deal with this. But again, different leagues, different different parameters. Um, it ain't league MX is holding us back. We know MLS is holding itself back. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, you heard Dello talk about our capabilities and the only reason why we can't go farther. So he's right in that. If you see, if, again, you're playing LAFC two players here in mass just to get through a game. That's not healthy. There should be a much larger roster and better played role players. And then you'd see a difference. Uh, Anthony Bermudez says, I heard a rumor that, uh, that said the best news ever that they ever heard is that the team is in negotiations with two big players could be Roberto Firmino or Ramos. Again, I don't have names. I don't have names, guys. Um, I ain't holding back on you this on this one. Um, I haven't heard anything yet, um, name wise. But dude, if the the club is active, the owners are active. You have to understand the way this team is and the way the ownership group is. Uh, these are some competitive people, and they don't need this club to make a living. I'm going to keep telling you that there's not a single guy in the ownership well, ladies and gentlemen let's okay not a single person in the ownership group that is looking at this club as as a source of major income they're not 
they're not it's it's definitely a different vibe yes it's it's designed to make money yes it's at a high value yes they could sell really high at this point but they're not running for the the gates here right they're not they're not cashing in in mass after winning an mls cup and getting a high valuation no they want to do more it's about the football in this case and these guys want to win there's no question about it so um, if things aren't working they're gonna pull the trigger it, it, that's how it is and and things haven't been working for the last month so i guarantee it they're not holding back and they won't be afraid to spend money they haven't been before or sell and we know that's happening too guys are going to move that's life and i like this one from daniel and hill let jt cook when we let him cook we've we've had some amazing dishes let's just say that uh ox says and he was at the game love to see you there man um, it was a hard match to watch, but those kids put in that work. I did expect, I did I expect us to take the win? No, I was hoping for at least a draw, but really wanted the W. Uh, there it is. We took the three points. As you see there, Ox has got like some skills when it comes to uh, um, doing the, the heat pen um, on, on wood. We do have one here. I have one here at the office. Um, yeah, man, good stuff, man. It looks sharp. Well done, dude. We love it. Um, and yes, traveling, traveling across the state to get it taken care of. Um, I know Pop Box was with you too. So uh, good on you, man. Well done, sir. Um, and yeah, definitely. We always love to hear from you on this, dude. Well done. All right, let's see. We have Marvin jumping on. Uh, he says, how many players do you think we need? I think three, ideally four. We need more depth, but we need to transfer out two plus. Well, I mean, the two plus that we're talking about for transfers out, I mean, the logical one, of course, would be Sifuentes, which I think is happening. Um, all signs lead to that. And then Palacios was the guy that almost went, right? Uh, I think we all kind of knew that. Um, don't be surprised if he goes this time. And, of course, that does force us to make moves. Um, what do I think if I'm going to play the thinking game? Um, I think two with a hope for three. At least I think that that's where my head is at. Is it two or a must? The third, if we can, I, I really, yeah. Cause again, it, you're looking at it. You have Gaines playing well, right? He did well. You have Hollingshead who plays better on the left. So if Plasios goes, you know where Hollingshead ends up. And then we have uh, Palencia when he's healthy. So it kind of looks like a <laughs> repetition, right? Um, and then the center back situation, it should fix its health, itself with health. We just need him to get healthy. And then that it puts it to that two, maybe three out of luxury. Um, Tony, I'll throw this one to you, man. Um, what are you thinking we're going to run for? Two new players or three or even four? Where, where's your head at? Um, if we can get two good players, I would take that. Depth-wise, I would try to get four ideally just because of the long schedule that we have moving forward but if we can get i know people want a number nine at this point i want a number 10 to get the ball into situations where we can finally say we need a number nine because right now it's just box to box we can do really well but moving the ball forward is the problem at the moment yeah no uh again there have been moments where we're skipping the midfield so obviously something's wrong there something's not connecting so we just we're going to keep harping on it. That's for sure. Um, Ox also mentioned the penalty kick that went in and said there's no controller stopping it from the speed of it. 
Uh, saw that too. Uh, Jonathan Reimer is coming in. He says, Seattle's owners let slip that Adidas makes you sell 100,000 of each of your first two kits before you get a third. I would really like to know our numbers, especially after Bale came to town. Where's our numbers? I would really like to know that. How could we not? Um, <laughs> Miguel Campos is now signed for LAFC. Kidding, kidding. He's jumping on here talking, uh, saying hi to all of you guys. Um, again, fan signing. Here we go. It's going to be like Will Ferrell going through all the minor league base, major league baseball teams. Miguel Campos is going to run it through MLS. There we go. Um, he's on, he's on board for nine as well. All right. Uh, Marvin's thinking a Poku might move. Could be, could be wherever he goes. I'm down. Um, honestly, we get something good from him. Let's go. Uh, smalls can be Phil Jones confirmed. <laughs> There we are. Uh, Ox says, thanks. Good weekend. Uh, it was good catching up again with Araceli. Got to meet your parents. Awesome people indeed. Very humble like yourself. There we go. Araceli, you want to jump in on that? I mean, it, it was definitely great, you know, to catch up with Ox. It has become kind of a tradition now at this point. Every season, he always comes up when LEFC is in town. And this time, it was good to see him and uh, Papa Ox. There we go. There we go. Love it. Ooh, Miguel Campos coming in here. Says, and a left back would be great to give Cheeky a break. I mean, Hollingshead is the guy to give the break, I think, um, if things work out. If Gaines is going to do what Gaines did last game, right? You now have depth on the right side of Plencia healthy. Left side, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yes, Bam. Cheeky, cheeky might get a break sooner than you realize. Yeah, I think the break might include a plane ticket, right? Nope. Oh. Might include, might include a yellow ticket this weekend. He gets yellow, he's oh. off for a week. Got you. Okay, now I see where he's at there. The golden ticket. Not the greatest golden ticket to get, but uh, yeah, I get you, man. I get you. That's for sure. All right. Those are the comments that I see on here, guys. Definitely stick around. You'll have another chance to jump in as well. Of course, after reactions, we always go to the same spot. That's right. Community news. Tony is on the clock, sir. What have we, what have we got going on in the community, sir? Um, Just the same old, same old at the moment. The um, farmer's backpack drive is still going on. Um, sponsor a backpack full of school supplies for children, uh, farm workers, and Oxnard for $30 each. You may also donate supplies at any Cuervo's tailgate or watch parties until June 24th. So a couple more days left of that. Um, you have pretty much five-ish days. Well, four when you probably hear this episode because it'll be the 20th tomorrow or the 21st whenever you hear this. And, of course, we still have 3252 membership which is very important to the uh, supporter groups for their numbers and also TIFOs, uh, TIFO supplies, drum supplies, and ticket, uh, ticket away, uh, away ticket uh, purchases as well. So make sure you just, you know, purchase that. If you're part of 3252 and part of a supporter group, make sure you sign up. This is very important to all of us in general. And then, of course, the Mo Facio Futsal Court, it's still going on. The fundraiser is on LAFC.com, Mo-Facio. So make sure you donate to that, whatever you can. And, you know, a dollar, 10, whatever is available in your budget so we can get 
the um, fundraising part over with and the building part started. Excellent. Yes, that is where I'm at as well. It's like, come on, guys, support, support, support. We don't want to lose out on this. Um, yeah, time time is ticking. So if we can find a way, please do. All right. That moves us, of course, into the LAFC2 update. Uh, Araceli, how are things going in the land of, of LAFC2? LAFC2 has actually been very busy this week with some of their players being called up to the first team. They've had to make some moves of their own. First things first, LAFC2 fell to uh, Sporting 2, uh, 2-0 to zero due to two early first half goals, a penalty in the 17th minute, a little deja vu there considering what had happened the night before, but it happened. <laughs> and then moments later, um, SKC's Ethan Bryant scored again in the 37th minute. And from then on, it was just kind of a little you know, back and forth. Um, LAFC 2, unfortunately, couldn't really find a result out of that. So they are now on a four-game losing streak. But they will be back on the road in Vancouver this Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, the game will be on Apple TV. And going back to Sunday's match, um, DeCarlo Guerra made his debut in the 81st minute and then Fabian Vasquez was signed to the team on Friday and made his debut with a start on Sunday. Also, too, in the news, um, we went we already went over Jaime and Suba. Ryan Aoub, who was called to the SC Baron World Squad, he's been pra uh, in practice with them, and they play their first game tomorrow against Estudiantes de la Plata. Argentina? I think it was Peru. Right. Oh, Peru. Ah, okay. Huh. Okay. So um where are they playing at? Are they actually over overseas? I'm really not too sure on that. I would need to double check. If I'm honest, there really hasn't been a lot of information that's come out lately of his involvement with Bayron aside from being signed to the squad. So we're, we're st trust me, we're still working on trying to find out more information. Interesting. Okay. So we'll definitely get some updates as we see the progress there. Um, but Hey, FC Bayern, I mean, that's pretty, pretty darn impressive. These getting those minutes and getting to play and practice. Um, let's hope it's the first of many, right? Get their, get their way where they need to go. And who knows, there might be a team in Europe where they need to fill the roster soon. Just saying. So, uh, yeah, let's do this. All right. Of course, that brings us over to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minutes. Bam! You have a story behind this one, don't you? Yes, I do. So, overnight, there was two incidents that happened in some friendlies. The first one was uh, between uh, Ireland and Kuwait. A Kuwaiti player made a racist mark towards an Irish substitute player. And the other one was between Qatar and the All Whites New Zealand. Now, a Qatari player uh, made a racial comment towards uh, Michael Boxall, who plays for Minnesota United. So because of that, the ref did nothing. This was during the first half. The ref did nothing, even though the players were protesting, saying that he can't say that. So New Zealand turned around and said, we're not playing the second half, and the game was abandoned at halftime. 
So because of that, for this week's Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute, I've decided to go with a... I haven't gone with a band per se. I've gone with a with a uh, set of brothers called the Finn Brothers, Neil Finn and Tim Finn. Now, you would know these guys from the bands that they've been a part of. They have been a part of the Finn Brothers, obviously. Uh, Split Ends, Crowded House. Um, Neil Finn also played a bit with Fleetwood Mac, for example. So for this week, I'm going to go with the Finn Brothers as the Black Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Check out any of those bands. They are amazing. Like um, Split Ends, for example, some of their big songs are I Got You, I See Red, um, Six Months in a Leaky Boat. Just some amazing songs. So definitely go check them out. Well done, sir. Again, a little bit outside the box, but we like that. It makes it way more creative. And again, an excellent way to segue into... Um, the vinyl club minute mentioning some some again horrible incidents but but moments of of, of strength and, and resolve to stand up stand your ground um yeah well done sir thanks for bringing it up um yeah perfect now let's move on to our preview i know right we're at preview time um here we go so it is the lac versus seattle sounders preview of course we play them on wednesday uh, the 21st, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Uh, very up and down, right, in terms of the year. The thing is, as bad as things sound for us, we're not the only ones, okay? Again, the league has ways, the way it's built, where teams that are aggressive and improving, that push to, 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 to move the needle, tend to get cut at the knees because of roster restrictions and national team appearances. <sighs> yeah. Seattle is not alone. We're not alone. Uh, we are the two teams that seem to be taking it on the chin. And amazingly enough, we're right next to each other in the standings, but in not a bad place. So uh, Tony, how are things going for both sides right now? How's the run of form? Um, for Seattle, the run of form in their last five games is they've tied against Charlotte three, uh, three. Uh, they tied against, uh, Portland, um, nil nil, lost to San Jose, uh, one against Red Bulls, one zero, and against and lost against the Whitecaps, two zero. So they are one win, two losses, and two ties at the moment. And, and in every game, a different lineup, just like us. Shuffle, mm -hmm. shuffle, shuffle. Yeah, tough, tough to see. Of course, we're in the same ca case where we've only won one from the last five as well. Happened to be the last one. In their case, they had a draw with a lot of goals. So uh, looking at the standings right now, Tony, where, where are we both at? Um, so we at the moment are we are in second place. They are in third place with one point um, between us for that spot. So this game is a pretty much whoever wins this can either a pretty much go into first or and slash drop stay drop down a little bit depending on the games because again we are still have one game in hand against everyone else while everyone else has played two or uh, two games in hand for seattle but again we're behind st louis with one game in hand that's why i said one yeah it's an interesting situation i mean it, this is how wild it is in the western conference we're sitting on 29 so is st louis but if you get down all the way to fifth spot is SC Dallas at 26. They could leapfrog themselves all the way to 29 points by the end of this, right? We could drop all the way down to fifth without a result. Same with Seattle. 
Same with San Jose, who's chasing them. Same with St. Louis. They could be they could be dropped all the way down. Um, it, it's it's tough. Um, it's tight. It's going to be this jump round. The only benefit is that, again, we've got those two games, like Tony said, in hand on most of these teams and one game in hand against St. Louis. So uh, let's see where it takes us. Of course, it is nice to be where we're at right now. Now, Tony, in terms of goal production, I'm just going to throw this out there and then I'll, I'll throw it to you on the players. Um, in terms of goal score, this is pretty wild. We've got 25. They've got 24 mm-hmm. uh, goals against. 16 for us, 17 for them. Mind you, they played two extra games. Um, assists, 14 for us, 17 for them. And the goal difference, we're plus nine, they're plus seven. Not a big rate, uh, you know, not a big break. You know, things look very similar. Again, they've had the two extra games in league. Um, we've had a whole bunch of other games, right, in truth. Uh, but the numbers are close. The numbers show some similarities here. Now, standing out for them, Tony, who's who's standing out right now for these guys? Who's carrying the weight? Um, so for the key players for Seattle, this is a people we should watch out for, but there is something that you will bring up later that might not might like kind of negate them for this. So Jordan, of course, Jordan Morrison with nine goals in 16 matches. Raul Rui Diaz with four goals in nine matches. And then the ones who are helping them with these goals are going to be Leo Chu with seven assists in 17 matches and Nicholas Loderi with five assists in 17 matches. And the reason I mentioned that they might not be a factor is because of an article that Joseph found out for the U.S. for the U.S. men's yeah. national team. Again, they've got all kinds of guys on injuries, international duty, kind of all over the place. And that's where I throw it over to Bam, because you're you're the guy that knows the player availability best. Who is missing for them? Who is missing for us? It's chaos before we talk about lineups. It, it is. It is completely chaos. Um, obviously, um, Sota Kitahara's out. Um, you also got Xavier Arega, who... <sighs> He's on his national duty, but like Sifu, he's playing for Ecuador. They, they're playing um, tomorrow at Subaru Park in Philadelphia, so they could fly back and be, a, be on the bench for our game, or they could not. Um, you got Alex Rolden, who's, at, who's playing for El Salvador. He actually plays tonight in South Korea, so he, he ain't flying back. Oh, I'm sorry, but he ain't flying back for that. No. Um, and before this article came up, I had uh, Jordan Morris and Ladero out um, or questionable with uh, abductor strain. So for me, you're saying that they could be out due to international. So there's that as mm-hmm. well. For us, obviously, Sifu, international duty. Bawanga, he should be back because he's played the only game in this window the other day. Only played 74 minutes, so he could be back for that. We got Max out, Palencia out, and hopefully we see Acosta and Tillman back for this game. Possibly, possibly, right? Possibly, yes. Okay. Um, did so, see a post that was put up yeah. earlier by Pride Republic. You got invited out to training. Opoku is still here. He's at training still, so he could be back for this game too. That's interesting. Mm, I thought he would be gone for the under 23. Yeah, I mean the Cup of Nations is going on right now, right? Or uh, the the under twenty three hasn't started yet. The yeah, um, 
Yeah. So the, the senior be- side still are still going at the moment. So at least it just cl- wrapped up. So I guess. Yeah. So um, the combination qualif- qualification has one more game to go before the um, for this window, and then they'll be back on September fourth. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the under twenty three. I believe starts next week, but I thought he'd be in training with them already, but it might not be going now. Might not be going at all. Well, I know they played Egypt in a friendly the other day, so he wasn't uh, there for or that. or maybe there's an agreement made where he gets to close out one more and then he goes on the trip. Let's hope that's what's going on. I mean, again, federations talk with clubs all the time. Deals are made. I mean, that's fine. Let's hope that's the case um yeah interesting uh the other the other thing of course again he did mention already that that rolled on rolled on uh and morris likely out uh article actually written by jeremiah ocean uh mentioned they could be missing six games and this was as of june 16th this article came out um and it's gold cup so basically what happened is i guess the u.s national team um, with the Gold Cup roster, decided not to release players for this week in preparation for the Gold Cup. Um, and so that was a bit of a, a sticking point for the manager um, over at Seattle um, about communications was the com- complaint and that, you know, it would have been nice to have them for this one and then send them off, but that's not what's happening here. So that, of course, makes total chaos for our predictions and what we think are going to happen. Now, the 3-3 game for Seattle against Charlotte, which was their last match, um, which they they surrendered in the 89th minute uh, to get the draw. The roster was as follows. Now, I will say this. We already know before the ball ever gets kicked, they're going to play a 4-2-3-1. It doesn't matter who's on the team. We know it's going to be the 4-2-3-1. That's what they play against us. That's always how they approach it. It's where they fit in. But they like to overload midfield and, and focus on a playmaker. Okay, and a target man. No shock there. Last match, in goal was Fry. We know that's going to happen. Their center backs were Reagan and Gomez. With Roldan as your right, Tolo on the left. Defensive midfielders was Jao Paulo uh, with Vargas. Your central attacking mid was Rusnak for this one with Roldan and Leo Chu as your outside midfielders and Rui Diaz as the target man. For very obvious reasons, we know that the Roldan brothers will not be a part of this. Some others are missing too, so it gets really complicated. If we look at the match before that, Montero was their target man. Lodero was their playmaker, who I think he's questionable. He might be ready to go. Um... And then Baker Baker Whiting on the right and Leo Chu on the left. Jao Paulo and Rusnak were your defensive midfielders with Reagan and Gomez as center backs and Baker as Tolo as your left and right backs, respectively. Now, looking at these rosters, seeing who's available, seeing who might be around, one might think that that second one I just shared with you might be the dominant one uh, because of who's missing. So, Bam, I throw this back to you. I know we're playing the 4-2-3-1. I mean, what, what do we think is going to happen? I could pretty much be sure that Rui Diaz is the guy up top. I mean, wouldn't that be your choice? Uh, it's going to be the choice. I'm sorry. At the moment, that's you. That's going to be your choice up top. Um, obviously, in goal will be Fry. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, it's only Alex Rodon that's missing for them. 
for the international. So that means well, um, the Roldan brothers, both, both, right? All right. No, I, I, I yeah. Um, I know Alex Roldan's playing for El Salvador, so he's that's why he's playing over in um, South Korea. And then the U.S. national team didn't release players. Yeah. So. So the Ro- yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think at the out. at the moment for the Sounders, it's pick names that are healthy, put them in a bucket, pull them out, and that's your starting eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know the one place again. If Lodero's ready to go, he goes. Um, that's why I think that he'd be followed up with Jao Paulo and Rusnak behind him. If that's the case, if he's not ready to go, because I think he was questionable, um, Rusnak goes up top, and then you have to probably deal with what Vargas, right? Is that who would be available for that? Yeah. So that yeah. It, it's tough for them. Again, the outside, I think Leo Chu's, if he's available, he goes, he runs. Um, and then Baker, Whiting, or Tevez. Is Tevez available for this one? Uh, from my understanding, he is. Um, okay. So could be, could be Baker, Whiting, or Tevez as your right outside midfielder. That's your choices. Yeah. Uh, Backline. No shock. I think, honestly, I think it's going to be Reagan and Gomez. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Excuse me. Um, for the outside, yeah, yeah, Tolo, <laughs> Tolo, yeah. Tolo. Yeah, uh, but yeah, inside Reagan Gomez. That's the best they've got at that position at the moment. So, you know. 3-3 draw, it was a last-minute goal pretty much. So at the time, yeah. it's got to go with go with what you know. Yeah, I don't see this thing being shutouts for either side, to be honest. Again, their firepower still exists. It's the, the situation is their defensive uh, you know, setup. Um, one side of the field they're used to having is now hodgepodge. Um, yeah. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what they field for this thing. I just know that their core midfield that we've have to battle with every game will still be intact. Um, and that's, that's what's always been trouble for us that, which now brings it to us. I mean, that's the big story. What are we going to field for a roster? Um, I'm going to go with you, Tony. Um, I'm not going to debate goalkeeper. We know who the goalkeeper is going to be. It's McCarthy. It's the center back pairing. Who do you think is going to be ready for this one, Tony? Um, Mario, I believe, should be starting. Um, and then Kilini did get the rest, so he could be starting this one since it's in Seattle, especially with the thing. So that would be my center pack, you know, Mario and Kilini. There we go. Uh, Aricella, your thoughts at center back? Um, I would see a Mario and long pairing. I thought Kalini doesn't play on turf. Or he prefers not to. We're at home. Oh, we're, we're at home. home. We're home for this one. Oh, yeah. my God. No rumors about turf. I'm sorry. It's been a long weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get it totally. Um, bam, center backs. Center backs. Um, Kalini Maldonado. Kalini Maldonado. I'm going to go with Long and Mario. I just think that's what what we got. Uh, Long and Mario are the are the guys right now. I think they're worried about Rui Diaz even more more on this one, um, with Chiellini being the proper guy to come in later in this to shut things down. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, 
going to be tough. The right back situation. Um, do we go with the kid? Do we go experience on this one? I'll go back back to you, Bam. Are we going Hollingshead or are we going Gaines? Uh, for this game, Hollingshead. Left back, Araceli. Hollingshead. Left back for Hollingshead. So who do you want on right back then? Oh. Um. <laughs> I know. I know. You guys are just ripping me up today. I I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, Hollingshead right back, left back, uh, Palacios. Sorry. There we go. Okay, I think we have pretty much consensus on that one there. Uh, well, well, the midfield is yes. The big big question for left back is, what game do you want Palacios to miss? Do you want him to miss next game at home to Vancouver, or do you want him to play against Vancouver and miss the Dallas away? I think you go with the biggest matchup, and this is the current biggest matchup. Yeah, Seattle. put him in there. He, right. he, he, cop, he, he cops a yellow. He misses Vancouver. Then he's back That's for okay. Dallas, Carson, San Jose. That works for me. Tony, you're good with that, right? Mm, kind of, not really. Like, like I said, it's San Jose is not the biggest rivalry that I give give to about and uh carson is on yeah so they're on like a winning streak but i don't think i'm not too concerned with that them right now like i said we have yeah. to take it game by game and i know we have to we have a long schedule but at this point just go by game by game and see who's healthy and who's not healthy at the moment yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I, I understand that but as i said the question is which game would you want palacios are you happy for palacios to miss i'm happy not... for him to miss Vancouver game honestly he, i don't he, I don't want he's him to copy he's, he's going to copy yellow in, in one of the next two games. It's not, it's not guaranteed yeah. yet. Like I said, I'd rather him just keep playing until he, he either cops the yellow or doesn't cop the yellow. He needs the run of form because we've seen what happens when we don't have the run of form with our players. We get rusty and then we start losing games that we should be winning. If he's healthy, he starts. Right, Tony? Simple. Yeah. There it is. Midfield's a bitter question. Who starts in this game? I think anybody that's even listed remotely questionable, don't even include them. Even if, well, they might be ready. They're not going to be there. No way. So, uh, Ilya, of course, will be your midfielder. Uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon, especially knowing what they're offering. Who's next to him, I think, is the bigger story. Uh, Araceli, who's pairing up with Ilya for this one to start? For this one, I would give Duenas to start again. He's definitely proven that he deserves it. Although here in KC, it wasn't his cleanest game. He definitely has the run of form and needs more experience. Um, Ilya is a given. I don't know. I, I've, I'm kind of leaning towards giving it to Chris Estomo again. Out of necessity because of health? Unfortunately. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> Tony. Uh, I mean, Bam, you're saying that someone might be available from that group? The injured guys? Um, well, Acosta Tillman, they're still listed as um, questionable. Um, so for me, they yeah. might be able to be back. But for, for me in the midfield, Duenas gets a start. And I'm going to take a page out of Tony's book here. Um, put either Bogus or Buke down in the midfield. And then up top, <laughs> yeah, Bogus in the midfield and up top starts. Ordaz, Buke, and Bawanga. Danny back. 
dig it. Uh, I'll throw that over to you, Tony. Your thoughts on midfield and strikers? Um, I would say Ile doesn't start. He comes in second half, so I would put Chris Estomos, Duenas, and Bogus. Against Seattle. Here we go. Um, and then your top? Your top uh, my top. <laughs> um, Ordaz, Vela, since he finally rested. And Buke and Boanga comes in off on the comes off the bench because again he is coming back from international like jet lag and all that stuff. Ooh, so do you think Vela would come off for Boanga? Is that the the call? Yeah, that would probably be the call. Again, Vela only came in the second half, so he didn't get a full run last game, so he's pretty rested for this one. And yeah, so that's what would be the that's been seen the seen the trend of what's been going on. How Dolo does everything is if you play a full seventy or pull a good amount of minutes, you don't play and come off as a you come off the bench. If you do not play and only play like six like twenty minutes, you start the next game. There it is. There it is. Um, I think we're gonna get shocked by the the midfield situation. I think is gonna be typical from what we saw um, on Araceli's uh, thought process for this one. Again, does he use Bogus back there? No. Should he? Yes. I would prefer it, but I think I think we're gonna with Araceli's setup. Um, up top, I think it's gonna be Buke Bogus. What we saw last game against Kansas City, I think that's what it's gonna be. Get through the first half and then let the firepower take over in the second half. As long as they keep it close, those guys will do what they need to do with short rest, especially Buanga coming off the bench. How 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 scary is that for anybody, especially one where you have a hodgepodge back line? Um, that should be fun. And I just think they're both going to be your second half super subs. My thoughts on that. Um, all right. So there we go with the preview. Let's see where you guys are at. Final comments for the day. Uh, let's do it. Uh, let's see here. Comments. Uh, we have. Uh, Miguel Campos saying Chiki needs a break. I think we talked about that already uh, with the potential yellow card. Um, LAC Wolf giving the happy Father's Day to everybody. There it is. Thank you, sir. Uh, Dave Gomez says we need to string together more wins. Tired of surprising my wife with results at zero dark 30. <laughs> Drama in the middle of the night. There it is. Um, Daniel on hell confirming that Ghana plays their games on the 25th, 27th and 30th. Thank you, sir. Um, so yes, Boca could be available. Uh, Marvin Chavez. I think this game will be very important. Can be a statement win that throws us in a great trajectory. Hoping we get Boanga Costa Tillman back. Yeah. Hoping and praying for that one. Um, again, we'll see where it goes. Chavez, of course, this is us assuming that, that those are available, um, we put Hollingshead, Murray, Long, and Palacios. Yeah, I mean that would that would be the best, right? Um, Acosta, Ilya, and Tillman, if available, if healthy. Um, Apoku, Vela, Boanga. Again, if healthy and ready to go, that's that's our ideal, right? Um, but I'm not sure where that we're at that point. I hope so too, Marvin. Uh, it just doesn't. I'm not getting that vibe right now. Uh, Falcon jumping in. Cool. Um, down on hill, Sifa could be good to go. There you are. Um, and Marvin says, don't think injury report is out yet. At least one was KC's list. Acosta Tillman may be back. We'll see. 
we shall see. Let's hope, man. We need it. We need to have our 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 A guys ready to go. Uh, Ox says, hoping we can pull through with all these games coming back to back. Same here, man. Again, it never gets easier, does it? It only gets crazier. Now there's better opponents too, so you gotta get the gotta get it right because you could get smoked by some of these teams. Gonna be tough. That is for sure. All right, of course, guys. As we end every episode. First and foremost, we do want to thank you guys for all that you do, supporting us, keeping us going on this, all our families, putting up with our madness in the middle of the night. Um, thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. All right. So let's move it on. Final thoughts. I am going to start this one with Bam. Go for it, sir. Uh, final thoughts for today is um, for all the fathers, happy Father's Day um, for the American Father's Day. Father's Day is a little bit further down the road for us. So um, for that, enjoy your day. Um, today, I believe, is a holiday for you guys over there. Um, yes. So yes. stay safe during the holidays and all that kind of stuff. Um, just, again, the mental health, look after each other. Phone calls can save a life. Those going to the game, don't drink and drive. Don't smoke and drive. Just go have fun. Get home safe. And let's get three points. There we go. And yes, today, today uh, was Juneteenth. Um, a lot of us had the day off. Um, I love seeing the event uh, with the Think Watts Foundation and LAFC today. That was super impressive. Um, again, and anytime you see Sticks doing something, it's always super cool. Um, his organization just keeps getting bigger and bigger and impacting more people and more lives. So um, all our love definitely Definitely goes to Sticks and the Think Watts Foundation. It looked great today. Um, Araceli, you have the floor. Um, for my final thoughts, I just want to say again, you know, thank you to everybody who traveled to KC for the game. It was a pleasure to meet all of you and get to know you. And it, I mean, I, I've I've said it once, I said it again. You know, anytime LUC comes to town, it's always a great time. I love getting to meet everybody, especially getting to reconnect with a lot of the LEC staff. Although we all work, you know, closely together, when you don't have that in-person interaction, it can get difficult at times. So it was, it. I, I needed that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, just kind of the usual run of things. You know, we got another home game. So everybody, please stay safe. Um Really, just don't be an idiot. I know it's going to turn into a catchphrase at some point, but really, just watch out for each other and enjoy. Thank you. Yes. Um, shout out to Victor. So you're talking about traveling supporters. He drove all the way from Omaha for this one. Um, I've done that drive. It's a decent drive, but it's a lot of straightaways and not the most exciting drive in the world. Um, so Victor, good seeing you out there, man. Thanks for hitting me up about that too. Totally awesome. Again, all the supporters in the Midwest making it happen. Not the South, Tony, not the South. Uh, well, which gives me the perfect segue because Tony, you have the floor, sir. Um, just everyone have fun when you're listening to this, um, during the game, make sure you drink responsibly. Of course, I'd rather you leave the game good and healthy, um, in good health. Also, please do not throw cups onto the field. I know that's been an issue for the past couple games. I, we have cut 
they have been caught. So just be, don't be an idiot. Just throw the, throw the beer, beer showers as upward, not towards the field. Cause you don't want that band on you and you get called down there. Cause it's no fun for anybody. Also, um, you know, happy Juneteenth. It's always good to see, you know, like as Joseph says, um, LAFC and, and, uh, Watts, the Watts Foundation do think great Watts, things yeah. together. Yeah, think Watts do the great things. Um, and other than that, you know, let's just get ready for Wednesday's game and hopefully take those three points to be back in first place. That's right. So close back into it. Um, again, thank you, Tony, for, for bringing all of it up. Um, always, every time. Our, 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 our heartbeat, right, of, of community news and and reading the room and i'll tell this not only don't don't throw things onto the field itself don't throw micheladas at all let's just throw it right there right tony that has to be the scourge of the north end right now is the actual flying micheladas if you know you know um trust me as one of the guys that has to like take care of equipment if you want to destroy the north end keep throwing those things they wreck everything it's not pretty it's just not pretty so uh do your best not to do that beer have at it enchiladas think twice um yeah i guess it's my turn so i'll just say this again thank you everybody it's always a pleasure let's get to uh the next points record again let's build on to that record as we just keep flying with these points um get back on it against seattle i know those who are going Give your all for this treat like a playoff game because let's be honest, anytime we play Seattle, it's pretty much a playoff game. Uh, let's keep this rivalry going and get it strong. And just again, I think that puts us three ahead if we get the win in terms of wins. So make it happen. Um, all right. I'm going to switch this up. Call it final word, final say. So uh, I will start, of course, with Bam. Final word. Stay golden. Araceli. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden, Los Angeles. And for me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.